And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. They say it's her birthday. Happy belated birthday, Mrs. Manson. They said it's her birthday. And her husband said she's 40. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. How are you? And most importantly, how is that birthday girl? I am great, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And Mrs. Manson is doing pretty well as well. Um, yeah, I just I could not stop laughing because she received a birthday card in the mail uh, from her brother. And in that card, the inscription was happy 40th. Welcome to the club. Love, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. And the funny thing is um, my wife and her brother are three years apart. They have been three years apart uh, their entire lives, as far as I know. Yeah. And uh, he is 42 this year. Um, so <laughs> uh, when we then also received the edible arrangement, which likewise said, uh, happy 40th birthday. Um, well, I just felt like it was a story that had to be shared. She, you know, she got sent edible arrangement. That's nice. What'd you send your yeah. brother for his last birthday? Nothing. What'd your brother send you for your last birthday? Nothing. Wow. So he may not know how old she is, but Wait, he, did we exchange gift cards? I can't even remember. We might have. I don't know. At this point, I don't know. Uh, what's a SIM card? Um, just for, I, I know, of course, yeah, but for, uh -huh. for the layman listening, what's a SIM card? Uh, it's a small device that stores information about your cell phone plan, uh, that can be inserted or removed from your cell phone, allowing it to connect to your account at your service provider. Um, in the old days, they were fairly large and then there were micro eSIMs, which were smaller and then there were nano uh, SIM cards, which were the smallest yet. Most yeah. modern farms phones have that. Um, but some phones are, are moving into the eSIM territory where they don't have a physical card and the information is just stored uh, within the firmware or operating system of the phone itself. My phone, for example, uh, I operate off the eSIM. So it does have a SIM slot, but I operate off the eSIM. So hypothetically, if one were to have bought a refurbished uh, new phone. Well, it's a new to them phone. Okay. And it gets delivered, let's say today. And you, that person, whoever that would be, would then had realized after spending some money on a phone that it doesn't have a SIM card because, of course, no refurbished phone comes with a SIM card. Would it be easier to just go get one from the cell phone establishment? Or do you use something like, I don't know, hypothetically, this weird SIM remover tool thing uh -huh. to then take the card out of their old hypothetical phone and try to put it into their new hypothetical phone? 
Assuming it's the same sized SIM card, that's the only place where you'll get tripped up. If your old phone had a micro SIM and the new one needs a nano SIM, um, outside of that, it's very easy to do. You stick the little thing in the hole, the tray sort of pops out, you remove it, the, the, the SIM card is sitting in the tray, and you just swap it into the other phone's tray and pop it back in. That's all there is to it. Pretty straightforward. Okay. Assuming it's the right size. And if it's not the right size, it won't fit. So. Is there a is there a way to know that without actually popping it out? Um, you could probably look up the model phone and I, that would probably tell you. Although honestly, popping it out is no big deal and if it doesn't fit, you can just stick it back in your old phone and no harm, no foul. True. Okay. I was just curious for that hypothetical person. Yeah, yeah, hypothetically, I understand. Yeah. 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 I I mean, hypothetically, you might want to get somebody with dexterous fingers to help you because some of those SIM cards can be rather small. Are you presuming that this hypothetical person has five Andouille sausages at the end of his hands. I I, um, I I somewhat recently watched Everything Everywhere All at Once. Ooh, I want to see um, that. Very good, very good. Uh, and, you know, it, it's this movie sort of about multiverses and how everything is possible somewhere. Um, one of the alternate universes that you see, I, I don't think I'm giving much away here, uh, is a universe in which everybody has hot dogs for fingers. Did you think of me? Did you think of me? <laughs> Hypothetically, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I know I need a new phone because they've told me that at the end of the year, they're switching to something. And if you, you know, I have an iPhone, I think I have an iPhone five. Okay. And I've been told that it might not be able to get um ios updates anymore yes yeah and you know all of that and so my wife found for me on the woot a uh, a decent deal on a newer model which i then bought because it was cheap enough what's the newer model uh se yeah maybe there's a lot of different se's what year do you do you know i could look it up i'm sure it's not information people but, need to have but, on hand. But in, in, in fairness, though, actually, I think you're all set because the iPhone 5 has a nano SIM and there is no smaller SIM. Um, so I would think that any iPhone SE, because I believe the SE came out after the 5, even the first edition of it. Um, so I think you're all set. I believe, yeah. I believe that should work. No issue. I'm hoping so because, you know, again, mm-hmm. Not, I'm not very dexterous. You're very accurate in that. It's I was, just small. That's all. It's just small. I was, I was with the nephews the other day, and we were with the four-year-old. We were making paper airplanes and flying them across the living room, which was quite fun. Well, his favorite one got stuck behind the radiator. Like this is, they live in this old, that has like the old school radiator. And I reached my hand behind it to try to pull it out. And there was a brief moment. Where I thought I was going to be stuck in the radiator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Luckily, that didn't happen. I have those but, moments um, myself sometimes where I'm just like, I I cannot reach into this thing. I just can't. Yeah. 
they have um you may have these at your at in your lab um the sort of bucket of like you know cleaning wipes and the bucket the the hole in the middle where the bucket comes out of has these you know triangular points like each it's like a circle and they've broken it up so there's like triangular points and you pull the you have any idea what I'm talking about yes i know exactly what you're talking about. thank you I've put my finger in there to try to like grab a wipe and pull it out. And I felt like I was in a saw movie because every time I tried to pull it out, like it's the, the triangular plastic is like digging into my fingers. And I'm like, I don't know, like, am I going to have to get scissors and cut myself out of this? Like, it's one of those you can put your hand in, but you can't pull it out. It's like a bear trap. And it's not good, huh? It's It's rough. You don't want to put your hand into anything. You don't want to put your body part into anything unless you're absolutely sure you can take about take it back out again. Let that be a life lesson to everyone. <laughs> I'm so. still trying to find out about this iPhone SE <laughs> SIM card size, which is why I, I'm only half here. So but, it it says just yeah, iPhone. Even the SE. first generation has a nano SIM, so yeah, you should be fine. It's not a first generation because my mom has a first generation SE, and this one's way nicer than my mom's. My mom's is old, old phone. Yeah, they've so, got a bunch of them at this point. So yeah, it's nice. I can figure. I'll figure out the SIM card, or again, I can walk to a Verizon store. And apparently, if you have a plan, they'll just put a SIM card in for you. I think the SIM so, card is just on the side of the um, the phone. That's a project for tomorrow. That's well, yeah. One, well, that's, the newer ones are probably on the side. I'm not sure where they are on the five. But yeah, it's just a little hole. It's just like, have you ever had to pop open a an optical drive with a paper clip. Yes. Basically the same thing. Oh. Okay. Just a little smaller hole. That's why that. they give you the tool. That's all really right. all it is. Well, fair enough. Thank you for your help. Yeah. Hypothetically speaking, of course. Um, the tray comes out. Like, it's not even attached. Like, the tray just, it's hmm. like spring-loaded, and you can pull it right out, and then you okay. can pop it back in. Uh, last week yeah. on the show... Uh, I think Brandon Banks in his email had talked about a um, an ice cream novelty uh, bracket. Oh, and yeah. I, and I did a whole switcheroo and told Brandon, hey, you Send make the bracket. the bracket. And Brandon, being a man of his word, an upstanding citizen, uh, did just that. In so, fairness, he never gave his word that he would. That's true. I mean, you but, just sort of called him on it. But I knew he'd be up for the challenge. And also, I will respect the fact that he only did 16. He doesn't go crazy like me. And I'm like, let me go 64 favorite novels. Yeah, yeah let's, just, let's just take two episodes to finish this. <laughs> hey, I submit that was a good show. Uh, plural shows. Uh, this is a 16 seed ice cream novelties uh, bracket here. And I believe since it is... It is uh, Done by someone else. We need consensus on this. Uh, the number one seed is the WWF bar. The number 16 seed is the Snoopy bar. Your thoughts, Dr. Mankind. Uh, I'll go with the Snoopy bar. Wow. I don't Twice. know that I ever had a WWE ice cream bar. I'm aware okay. of them. They have sure. notoriety within the universe at this point. Yep. Um, thanks to CM Punk, I think. But I don't know that I ever had one. But a Snoopy bar, I believe, I've actually had. Um, doesn't they have like an M&M for a nose or something like that? 
Yeah. At one time. It's maybe. definitely a Snoopy head. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So out of curiosity, is is the Mickey Mouse bar anywhere on this list? Hold. No. Well, that's probably a good thing, because if it were, it would probably win the whole damn thing. Spoiler alert. Okay. Mickey Mouse bars are delicious. It's got a nice, thick, wonderful chocolate coating that is very good. Nice, creamy ice cream. Oh, I love me a Mickey Mouse bar. Which is love. essentially just, you know, vanilla ice cream with a chocolate crust, correct? Yep. Like the chocolate dip. They just they I, don't cheap out on any component of it. I want... A chocolate dipped cone. Really? I never liked it, was fond of the cherry, but I want like a vanilla ice cream doing the chocolate dip. I feel like it's been ages since I've had one. For a minute, uh, I thought I, you were saying you were going to dip the cone itself in the chocolate, which, hey, I mean, that'd be all right too. I've seen that where they like take the top of it and they do like chocolate with sprinkles and everything. Yeah, like usually that. on a waffle cone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I appreciate the novelty of the WWF bar, and I have had one, and it's not great. Okay. So I am going to agree with you, and in an upset, uh, the number 16 Snoopy bar defeats the WWF bar. Does the number in a, in a bracket mean anything? Uh, normally, yes. What is it? It, For, so no, what the one means statistically, it's more likely to advance. Is that what that means? Yes. So in March Madness college basketball, your number one seeds are better, way better teams than the number 16 seeds. They don't just randomize it. You made it to the tournament. No, no. it's, you know, has to do with your record and the quality of your competition. And everything. Well, why do you so, do that? Because like, so in March Madness, do they put the one versus the 16 in the yes. start of the tournament? Yes, you you face the it all adds to seventeen. So you face the one would face sixteen, two, fifteen, and then so on. And your eight, nine are two teams of relative equal. But doesn't that just mean that you're basically giving the first seeded team a pass for the first round because they're yes. facing a joke of a team? Yes, yes, you're making it easier at least. I guess that means you speaking. don't end up with a blowout in your final. Which is probably the point. Yeah. Huh? You know, and you have some Cinderella teams that will advance, rarely the 16, but you'll have like a 14 that makes it to, you know, the third or fourth round because they just happen to be better than what, you know, the experts have said. Sure. Absolutely. Um, but yes, they do make it so that it is more likely for the better performing team to win because you want your the last few ma uh, matchups to be really quality teams. What was the name of that Kurt Russell movie about the hockey team in the Olympics? Miracle. Was yeah. Was that Kurt Russell? Yeah. Miracle. Yeah. That's I was going to pull a miracle reference, but I, I couldn't think of the name. That's okay. I, we appreciate well, it. It's kind of like miracle. <laughs> uh, the number they weren't eight, supposed to do too good. No, they weren't. And they did, but they did pretty good. I do think that Brandon Banks has uh, has done his due diligence here because the number eight versus number nine seed is, for me personally, a very tricky one. The number eight seed is a king cone. Okay. And the number nine seed is the drumstick. Hmm. Somewhat similar. In terms of size and construction. Drumstick every time. 
The only thing that gives Drumstick, me every time. I know that's what you think. <laughs> yes, what gives you pause? The only thing that gives me pause is that the king cone was the first thing I knew to have chocolate at the bottom of the cone. Okay. Um, counterpoint: the drumstick also has that. And if if it does, then you're right. If I believe it, if I believe it, it does. I'm if it does certain. have chocolate at the bottom, then yes, the drumstick wins every time. Far more chocolate, far more nuts. And it's just covered in chocolate at the top. Yes. That's why I'm going to go for it every time. As opposed to yeah. this little rinky-dink spiral I, of chocolate. I will go with you and presume that the drumstick has chocolate at the bottom. If it didn't originally, it certainly does now. In which case, yes, the drumstick will advance. Uh, a battle of two... Do all drumsticks have chocolate in the bottom. I do appreciate that you'll look it up. Everybody says yes. Okay, then yes. The answer is thus. Uh, a that is the of, best part of those types of cones, though. You're right. The chocolate about yeah. The last bite of the cone because of the chocolate. Absolutely. Yeah. I would, yes. you know, if I was sharing a, a cone with, you know, like a parent or something, you know, that was it. I was like, I just need that last bite. Do not take that wedge, that conical wedge of chocolate away from me. It's known as the best bite in this household. And if someone bestows it upon someone else, it is known as a grand gesture of love. It, it is. Uh, would you like to have a SpongeBob ice cream bar mm. or a Ninja Turtles ice cream bar in a battle of the cartoon characters? I, I can't remember having either of these, but I think it's more likely I've had a Ninja Turtles bar. You would remember it, the blue, again, kind of like m and for eyes, like. green skin. I remember what it looks like. I just don't know that I ever had it. But I think I, I know did. for a fact I've never had a SpongeBob bar. Correct. But I'm pretty sure I've had a Ninja Turtles bar. So I'm kind of giving so Ninja Turtles a Pretty sure it wins by default. Yeah. Getting a pass here. Uh, this is one I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Uh, have you ever had a screwball? Isn't that an alcoholic beverage? That's what I would say. A screwdriver. Hmm. Uh, it's screwball or bubble play, which I believe is the in the shape of the baseball glove. Again, this is one where I'm pretty sure I've never had either. Never had it. Screwball versus what? It's called bubble play. It's chair from this description it's cherry ice so i almost think it's more like a popsicle with a bubblegum baseball in the middle so you would eat the glove because it's in the shape of a hand you would eat the glove and then you would have a bubblegum baseball which is a nice feature one of, one of my one of my favorite um female comedians uh i speak of course of miranda ba- uh miranda sings rather. yes um in her Netflix show, which I enjoyed immensely, and I, I enjoy that show, uh, Haters Back Off, far more than any of her YouTube, YouTube output. In that show, it is established canonically uh, that one of her favorite treats is a treat called a froze toes, um, okay. which is in the shape of a foot. It is a blue ice cream bar with also a, a, a gumball, I think, as like the the big toe on the foot. Interesting. Um, as a result, I will go with the bubble play. Uh, however, because I'm, I'm assuming the froze toes 
just looking at this must be based on the bubble play. Yeah. Um, it is a fictional treat for the show. Uh, so I will give it that over the screwball because I have never, never heard of a screwball. Well, so, and it. so a screwball based on goodhumor.com is a cherry flavored slushed ice, although they also had a blue raspberry flavor with a gumball at the bottom. So again, Brandon's pairing. That's not ice cream. Is this an ice cream or just a frozen treats novelty? These both are frozen treats. It doesn't seem like either of these are ice cream. They're just, they're like popsicles with gum attached. Are you sure the bubble play is not like a... Bubble play said cherry ice. Okay. All right. And the so. froze toes is definitely, I think, more iced cream. But um, I'll still give it to the bubble play, but I don't sure. feel strongly. I think I think bubble play is is more interesting in creation. The screwball is just like a cone that you scoop out and get to the bottom of. Uh, interesting how you feel about this next one. The chip witch or the ice cream sandwich. I hefty pause. My my Google is just not participating today. Okay, I don't know what's going on. A chip, which is the chocolate chip cookie. Uh, Yeah, I know. I I do. I do know what these two are at least. Um, but yeah. Um, what kind of ice cream sandwich does it say? Is it like hood? Does it matter? I'm assuming it's we're all in like the good humor ice cream truck sort of category here. Because I believe the idea is this is the ice cream truck has come to town with its music and you're out there and are you more likely to get a chip witch or an ice cream sandwich? Of the two, I think I think the concept of a chip witch is, is, is the superior item of the two. However, yes. faced with the brand chip witch versus an ice cream sandwich. Yeah. I think I'm going with the ice cream sandwich um, every time. I don't think the quality I, I, of the I like, cookie in the chip witch is I like what you I like what you said. The idea is better in the chip witch. The execution is not as good. I don't want a crunchy, like if it was a chewy cookie with ice cream, that'd be delicious. So like if we're getting an artisanal or a, like you go to your local ice cream shop and they happen to have it with their own homemade cookies, yes, get that. But if we're getting something that comes out of a package, I want an ice cream sandwich. Yeah, I think that's the way I'm going to. The chocolate eclair or the toasted almond bar? What is the chocolate, chocolate eclair? E- you know the strawberry shortcake, the pink thing that's with the crunchies? The Same brown thing. One. Oh, but it's okay. chocolate. And then the So the, the toasted almond bar is the lighter, like the yeah. tan one. I this is an upset, probably. I prefer the toasted almond bar. Oh my goodness. The the chocolate eclair bar might be, with the exception of maybe the drumstick, my number one seed on this whole thing. I love that chocolate eclair. I, I like the toastiness of that almond bar. I like the toastiness. And I don't think the chocolate of the chocolate eclair is particularly chocolatey. I can't say I don't. I don't know that I've ever had a toasted almond bar. And as an amaretto fan, I may be like, oh. So I will give it to you. I'm happy to give it on, to you if you say it's your favorite. No, I'll save that. There may come a time where we're, <laughs> but no, I, because I've never had it, I can't say I could bite into a toasted almond bar and be like, dear God, this is good. So 
I reserve the right to, to I change my opinion. I will also say it's been a long time since I've had one. Yeah. So I, I can't. What Brandon can't. should have done is he should have, we should have had the P.O. box and these should have all been sent to us. Oh, yeah. That and, would have worked out real well. <laughs> we would have gotten a phone call. Excuse me, your P.O. box is dripping. <laughs> Multiple colors. Mm. Uh, a strawberry shortcake, which is the pink one, or the rainbow snow cone. Again, not an ice cream. I'm going to go with the ice cream every time. So I'll go yeah. with the strawberry shortcake. Yes. Strawberry shortcake is also very good. Don't get me wrong. And if you happen to be able to double fist and have chocolate <laughs> in one hand and strawberry in another and you're going back and forth, I see the birthday girl off camera. She's waving something. When- she, she brought me a, a napkin, a glass of water, and a, a, a cup full of uh, variety items from the edible arrangement. Oh, delightful. Some chocolate how was your, covered, some not. How was your birthday? How was your birthday? It was fun. It was good. Did you enjoy your 40th? <laughs> oh, yeah. A year early. I, I was pointing out that at least, you know, he sent you something. Yeah. No, that's and I asked, a battle with him. I asked Doc Manson if he sent his brother anything for his last birthday. He doesn't believe that he did. I think we mailed him a card. We. So you mailed him a card. I signed it. it. I was going to say, did you have to bring it to him and put it in front of his face like my wife has to do for me sometimes? Put your name down. Uh. All right. Uh, How was the the shore and the bookstore and the lobster? All good. It was lots of fun. That book barn. Well, I don't know if you wanted to mention it. You can get rid of it. Go ahead. Go ahead. With the books. Yeah, it's nice. And the cats are nice, too. The what? So the cats. I loved the cats. We saw three of them. So I am glad you had a delightful birthday. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for the treats. Bye. See ya. Uh, we should have gotten her opinion on the chocolate eclair versus the toasted almond bars. What we should have done. Uh, last matchup. The rocket pop. The red, white, and blue one. I think that's what that is. Or our dearly departed friend, and I think what started this, the Choco Taco. Yeah. Choco Taco. Again, ice cream's going to win every time. Yeah, for me. We're into round two. The Snoopy bar or the drumstick? Drumstick. Yep. That is the correct answer. The Ninja Turtles bar or the bubble play? By default, I'll go with the Ninja Turtles. I think I've had it. Correct. The ice cream sandwich or the toasted almond bar? Sandwich. Yep. And strawberry shortcake or the Choco Taco? Choco Taco. I love a strawberry shortcake, but chocolate's going to win almost every time. Yeah. Uh, Do we even need to ask drumstick or the Ninja Turtles bar? No. Drumstick. No. Ice cream sandwich or a Choco Taco? The Choco Taco is delectable. Yes. But the ice cream sandwich, I feel like, is the classic standby that is more likely to be in my freezer. Have you ever made like the cake where you're supposed to take like a dozen of the ice cream sandwiches and lay them flat? And then you make like you put like ice Cover cream it with on top. Whip. Yes. Yeah. And if, yes, we did make one for a summer party at the condo when we lived there. Yeah. It was excellent. Yeah. Real good. Uh, so I'm going to ice cream, cream sandwich. All right. 
Uh, that means our finals here okay, in the Brandon Banks Thank You for Making This For Us tournament, the drumstick or the ice cream sandwich. What's taken home the gold? Again, I think the highs are higher with the drumstick. Are we going consistency? But I think the ice cream sandwich. And the versatility? Yeah, it's more likely to be in my freezer. You're not going to make anything else with a drumstick unless you're, you know, giving yourself horns or something like that. Or, or yeah, cosplaying as Madonna or something. Wow. Yeah, that's true. All right, then. The number 11 seed. Do you Cinderella. I do. I do. I do. I think, again, versatility. It's consistent. You can have an ice cream sandwich with different flavors. I've had mint ones before, which are pretty good. I've had chocolate ones before. The Klondike bar wasn't on here. I don't know that you can get that from an ice cream truck, but hmm. that that's always good. Uh, sometimes you just want a good fudgesicle. Again, not sure if you get that from a uh, ice cream truck. But I think it depends on the truck, but I think it's possible. Yeah. yeah. So uh, your winner is the ice cream sandwich. We would love to know your thoughts. If you agree, disagree, tell us what you think. And again, thank you to Brandon Banks uh, for the uh, tournament, tournament bracket. Anything in the world? Anything in the world of wrestling you would like to bring up this week? We're half an hour in, and we haven't talked about wrestling yet. Anything exciting on your mind? Are you beside yourself with glee that Dexter Loomis is back? He's the one returning person that I'm like, I have no idea who that is. I think you'd like him. I think you'd like the presentation. I think you'd like part of it. What, what is his deal? He was. I hear he has good crazy eyes. That's all I know. He has good crazy eyes. He was a side like he did the whole silent thing, where and you know he does. He had he had at one point entrance music that was very much like the Stranger Things theme. He would slide into the ring and walk like his legs would be like just like limp, and he would pull himself with his arms across the ring to like the hard camera, which was kind of cool. Again. I'm probably describing it poorly. He had a good presentation. Um, you know, he didn't talk, which actually worked for him. He was kind of like, you know, the silent scary. There was a little bit of Russell Spooky, but not a ton. Um, not a great wrestler, but not bad. Did you watch TNA when Sam Shaw was there? Do you remember Sam Shaw? I don't recall. If you watch TNA with Sam Shaw, which you may have, he may have been there at that time, then you know who this guy is. Um, my issue is, and I like Dexter Loomis, and I thought the character had potential until they, you know, then he's getting married to Indy Hartwell, and he's part of the way with Johnny Gargano, and that, I think he sort of lost its way. <laughs> We're now bringing back what I would consider B or maybe even C-plus level talents. Why? You already have a roster that is too big. We've all established it is too big, and you have four brands, and it is too big, and you're bringing back a guy like Dexter Loomis. And again, I like Dexter Loomis. 
but you don't see him as a key player. You know, somebody had tweeted out like, you know, if we accept the fact that he is a, you know, he can be a mid card guy and that's fine. Then that's great. But we have people who could be mid card guys that they're not using. They either need to release a bunch of people or they need to stop signing everybody. Cause I'm hearing now there's talk, you know, uh, Triple H had Shawn Michaels reach out to Johnny Gargano, and I grant you Johnny Gargano would be great. I like Johnny Gargano a lot, so do you. Um, you know, I've heard Bray Wyatt's name. I've heard Braun Strowman's name. I've heard, you know, this, that, and the other thing, and it's like, you don't need to bring everybody back. No. Not right, not right away. Yeah. I mean, I will say in defense of um, Sam Shaw that, you know, I mean, I don't think anybody could could have predicted uh, stunning Steve Austin, you know, becoming what he became. So, yeah, people would have hidden potential all the time. And <clears throat> Triple H sees something in this guy. So uh, I guess I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because I think having seen the majority of Triple H's run at the top of NXT, he was able to do a lot with pretty much everybody. I, I appreciate that it appears that we're going to get the Kevin Owens that everyone fell in love with in NXT and early WWE days. Uh, you know, he put Ezekiel out with a apron powerbomb, which we haven't seen in a while. It seems very much like he's back to that sort of prize fighter mentality. Um, you know, the, I watched the opening segment from raw. I, you know, have it on my, Xfinity, I could go back and watch. Uh, you know, Bailey did a great promo. They're obviously book, you know, doing something with these six women. I don't quite know why Alexa Bliss and Asuka fit into it, but either way, uh, that was entertaining. One of the so, things that I have a trouble with just conceptually in the WWE, because again, not watching. Um, do you find it boring that they're top of the card? hasn't changed hands in over 700 days or, or whatever. And, I I, and think, this is not to take anything away from Roman Reigns. I know like he's talented. Yeah. People love him, etc. whatever, but whew, it's a long, days. it's a long time. And the, the competition needs to be different. That's the problem. The Roman Reigns character with the Usos and especially with Paul Heyman works. If you keep, a rotation well, going. What if we just get back Brock Lesnar? No. Uh, but I also think from, from what I've read, USA Network is kind of like, hey, we'd like a champion. You know, Roman Reigns doesn't show up all the time, and he's more of a Fox guy. So I wouldn't be surprised whether it's at this Clash of the Castle show in Cardiff next month or whether it's at some other time down the road, Roman right now is the undisputed champion. I think we're going to get some dispute. And one of those belts will leave and he'll still be able to say, I've been champion for 700, 750, 800 days. But, you know, a, like I said, a guy like Johnny Gargano is not going to beat Roman Reigns. But in a system or the newly returned, we didn't even mention Karrion Cross, who came back on SmackDown. Um, you know, guys like that could win in a two-world title system and hopefully be better than your Jack Swaggers and your 
Well, I, I, I think almost by default, it'd be better than Jack Swagger. I'm just saying, when we had two world champions 10, 11 years ago, the quality of champion was a little less than ideal. I think now you've got enough talent where you could pull off two champions who are both uh, very, very talented. So, uh, yeah, you know, like I said, I... I trust Triple H and I trust that they have a plan for everybody they're bringing back. It just seems weird. Yeah. Like, I I mean, again, not watching, but I can't imagine a world where the absence of Johnny Gargano has really affected anything. Not particularly. I like Johnny Gargano. He was like my number one draft pick when we did that draft. I remember. I like him. I'm not trying to put him down in any way. No. But. Do they need right. a Johnny Gargano? The only reason they need Johnny Gargano right now is to pair him with Champa and actually have a tag team division. Because if you reform DIY, DIY versus the Usos is amazing and you know is is will help help make tag team wrestling. Is there a third tag again. team that matters on that roster? Is there a third tag team that Matt, the street profits are good. I think you could do something there. They seem to be uh, turning the Viking Raiders back into something that slightly resembles war machine. Um, You know, I think Xavier Woods is hurt right now, but you have the new day, which you could always plug in. Uh, I would like to see Los Lotharios, who are Angel Garza and Humberto, who are two wrestlers you probably don't even know at this point. I've heard of Humberto, I think. Yeah. But like they have enough where the, you could make a tag division work. You just need to dedicate the time and energy to, you know, they just can't be on the pre show all the time. One question. So. I, it might be way too soon to understand this. Sure. But is there any chance you think that? Canonically, NXT performers can move on to the main roster without getting a full character reset now? Yes. Because I think that would really, really help invest in this product. So, for example, at the next NXT big show, which I think is called Heat Wave, it may even be next week. They're starting to do, like AEW, they're starting to do big shows just as part of the weekly programming. Uh, we're going to have Santos Escobar wrestle Tony D'Angelo, King Cuerno wrestle Tony D'Angelo. And it seems to be, from what I've seen, what that it's kind of... King Cuerno's name again? Santos Escobar. Right, okay. It seems to be uh, that the idea is this town ain't big mm-hmm. enough for the two of us. So whoever loses is probably going to leave. And Santos Escobar, King Cuerno, is ready for the main roster. So I'm imagining he's going to lose, and he'll show up maybe on SmackDown, maybe on Raw, but I imagine his character will be very similar to the Santos Escobar that we see in NXT. It just it really did, for a while there, become like, okay, there is no point in yeah. watching NXT unless you're just really curious to see talent, mm-hmm. but yeah. nothing they accomplished there meant anything moving forward. So I agree. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think that's going to be the case when Braun breaker eventually makes his full-time roster call up. He will still be the son of Rick Steiner. He's not going to suddenly have a new name. They're giving the angel Garza. Speaking of which he was just angel for a while. Apparently on the WWE website, he now has his full name again. Thank God. So people can have two names. It's not, it's not too difficult. We are hoping we are hoping we are hoping that uh yeah that yeah we can be done with this he can be austin theory um we're just gonna start calling you d okay d no no no, i'm doc you're d (laughs) uh i should drop the last name i should just be doc there you go no we should go back to being the teacher and the scientist or whatever i don't think i can get at doc on twitter though so let's see at uh oops Doc. I don't know. I see Doc Jazzy. I see Dr. Diamond Fire. I'm not seeing it at Doc, so maybe you could. Twitter.com forward slash Doc. Account suspended. Oh. Twitter.com slash DC Matthews. Not they're the DC Matthews. Is Dawn still Dawn? Come on. You have no footy following. You have no followers. Get off of it. Give me that back. By back, I mean give it to me in the first place. Uh, shall we go to our emails? Anything else you would like to discuss before we, uh, we can mosey along? We can get to the emails. Uh, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Our first email, we have five of them, including, oh, he's back. I love it, love it, love it. Uh, our first email comes from Glenn Lechida, pronounced Yakida. Hi, guys. With WWE going Welsh for Clash at the Castle. The question this week is, have you ever heard of Welsh Rare Bit? And before you look it up, if you haven't, answer the question, would you try it? And after looking it up, answer the same question. A really big thank you this week. Glenn. Um, I don't know what Welsh Rarebit is. I've heard of it. I want to say there's meat involved, but sure. Sure, I'll try it. I'll probably oh, try it. I was it. wrong. Oh. Oh, come on. How do we not like this? A hot cheese-based sauce served over toasted bread. Yes. All right. Sure. Looks like a heavy cheese sauce of some sort. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it looks all right. I, as long as it's not like Velveeta, but if it's melted cheese, yes, absolutely. It's like an open face grilled cheese. Looks like some um, people mix in like Dijon mustard or hot sauce hey, with cheese. That could be all right. Even better. Uh, I have permission from Glenn to talk about this on the air. If you're open to talking about it on the air. I'm not. Oh, okay. Even know what I'm talking about? Okay. Uh, Today in the Bestie Chat, uh, I don't remember the exact way it came out, but we, oh, something came up about Clash at the Castle. I think I asked Glenn some question about Clash at the Castle, which is going to be in Cardiff, Wales. And Glenn had mentioned that finances are a little tight right now for him. And he did not think going to Clash at the Castle was going to be in the cards for him, which is obviously upsetting. Glenn is the bestest of the besties. This is the first major WWE premiere live event slash pay-per-view since 1992. 
They've had pay-per-views in the UK before, but they were never really part of canon. It was just a glorified episode of Monday Night Raw. This is a big deal. And so I immediately thought to myself, we can get him to class. We can get him a ticket. Is that, what, at the castle. is that what the Cardiff show is? Yes. Okay. Yes. Looking through Twitter now. Okay. And so I talked to, I talked to our good buddy, Che, who I think has a future email coming up. Uh, and he's talked about, cause Glenn at one point was like, I can get there, but I'll probably just hang out in the area. I don't think I'll be able to buy a ticket. So I talked to Che. Che had already offered, you know, if he can get there, I'll make sure he's fed and and has drink and all of that. He might be able to help with transportation. Um, you know, Simon's involved. So Simon might be able to find him a place to sleep or something like that. And so I texted Doc and I was like, do we have a little extra money in the coffers uh, to get a ticket? And Doc said definitely because he's a good and generous person. But I went ahead because we hadn't talked specifics and I wanted to make sure that we could do it. So the boy already had the man, the boy. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's old enough to be my father. I love you dearly. Uh, Glenn already has his ticket. Nice. I, I, went, I went ahead and purchased it. Uh, I created, I wound up making a ticket. I had a Ticketmaster account for myself that I had made. I just gave put all the information in, turned it over to a Glenn account. He has a ticket. He's going. Uh, We don't need to talk about how much money it is. It was not that bad. And Glenn has been, as far as I know, a supporter of our Patreon for as long, with, with some exceptions, when again, money is tight, for as long as we've had a Patreon. I'm pretty sure Glenn has been supporting us in some way. And I know there was a long while where he was giving a, he was at the top tier or as close to the top tier as possible, where he was giving us like $20 a month for our content. And full disclosure, we have a Patreon and we'd love you to support it. We don't put anything up on Patreon. Not really. (laughs) We're not doing Patreon exclusive shows. Maybe we should. We probably should. But um, (laughs) it did not, it, it, it would cost. I was very happy to, to buy my friend Glenn a ticket to be able to see this show. Uh, And so we can talk about the details and all of that stuff, but Glenn is going, hopefully don't, don't screw me on this. Glenn. (laughs) But Glenn is good. Glenn is going to clash at the castle and I could not be happier. Uh, I may request he wear his DDT wrestling shirt, I may request, you know, we we get some pamphlets made and maybe he hands out some pamphlets to try to get some Welsh representation listening to our podcast, uh, besides Che, who I think is also Welsh. Uh, But yeah, no, couldn't be happier uh, to be able to help out somebody who has helped us uh, immeasurably since the podcast began. So uh, extra big, you're welcome, and thank you to Glenn. Our next email comes from Che. Good times ahead. Evening, gents. Back to the wrestling for this one. With all the goodwill following H's first couple of weeks running the Fed, how long do you think the honeymoon period lasts? What are some realistic changes you can see happening in the coming weeks and months? Aside from that, today is National Connecticut Day. Connecticut coming (laughs) from the Algonquian word Connecticut, meaning land of the tidal river. So do either of you like the water? Swimming, fishing, boating, skinny dipping with your significant other? All the best, Che, sent from my sofa whilst I watch Prey on Disney+. Plus. Uh, 
Well, let's answer the questions. I again, I hesitate to ask about what he referenced uh, watching because I'm always worried I'm going to take your piece of positivity. So I try not to bring up any you know new sort of topics there. Uh, I did you know it was National Connecticut Day? No, neither did I. <laughs> He's not even um, from this nation. How does he know? No. He looks it up. He could. This is what I did for every episode of A Private Earful or DC and Doc Talk. I'd be looking up holidays to try to give us something to talk about. Uh, do I like the Connecticut River? I believe, or is he talking about water in general? I think in general. Yes, I love the water. It is my goal to someday live on water. I would prefer it to be the ocean, but I would accept a river or lake. Um, so instead of a house, you're going to buy a boat. You could see me as a houseboat captain. Yes, I could. We've had, we've had that conversation. Cap. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, I have been fishing. I don't particularly enjoy it. I've never been skinny dipping. Uh, I The one time I was boating on the Connecticut River, I went with Tall Guy and his parents. And Tall Guy's stepfather, uh, Tall Guy was sitting on the windshield of the boat. I was in the back. He was kind of sitting on the windshield. Uh, I saw an evil glint in his stepfather's eyes, and he gunned it towards the wake of another boat, sent Tall Guy flying into the air, and then he crashed down on the windshield and uh, whimpered for quite a while, which I got to say, Tall Guy's stepfather and I found remarkably entertaining. Um, if I recall, Tall Guy uh, took some time to recover from that, actually. I, every yeah 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 i think he claims that's the first time he broke his ribs now he breaks them playing ultimate frisbee all the time but regardless uh what do you think about the water open water i'd go with it i like being out in the water what's your thoughts on fishing i could see you uh, there's a part of me that could see you being a very content quiet fisherman maybe i've only ever been fishing i think once in my life um went with like my first girlfriend didn't do a lot of fishing. Why not? Well, I caught something. Um, but so I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, you went crabbing. Yeah. That's mm, what you did. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I had, I, I guess so. I, it's not something I've, I've done actively uh, of my own accord, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I could see it. I guess you're right. I could see just quietly sort of, um, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. So you're like standing at the edge of a dock, just quietly casting. I don't, I don't think I'd, I would want to actually catch any fish, though. I, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to put any worms on any hooks. I wouldn't want to have to take hooks out of fishes. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't want to clean any fish. Um. So so you're just gonna stand by the. I'll just stand by the water for an hour. I mean, with, it's kind yeah, of the with, same with thing. the rod and with you know the rod and the reel and all that. I'll just sure. Yeah. I'll just cast an empty string into the water and flick my wrist What's every so often. What's fly fishing? Does that involve a hook? I would think so. I think all fishing involves a hook, but that shows you how much I know mm. about fishing. Yeah, not a fisherman. Uh, realistic changes and how long the honeymoon period lasts. Um, I honestly think he's going to get a lot of leeway, but also, you know, it's Twitter. The honeymoon period doesn't last very long. People will complain about something. If Sasha Banks doesn't show up in the next four to six weeks, people are going to complain about that. 
If Cody comes back and wins the Royal Rumble, people will complain about that. If Cody doesn't win the Royal Rumble, people will complain about that. Um, you know, what realistic changes could I see? Longer matches, more or less scripted promos. I think we mentioned one earlier, um, continuing canon from NXT to the main roster. Yeah. That seems yeah. realistic. Well, you like just, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe some storyline that now that they have, they're going TV 14. I don't think the storylines are going to get super edgy, but I think they can be a little. One thing more I do wonder though, mature um, honeymoon period. Yeah. There's a honeymoon period right now with, and I assume that Che is asking about the fans, but I also wonder because this, I think is the first time that I can think of. I guess maybe WCW was like this as well. Um, but like Triple H being in charge is what we're doing right now, but there's no guarantee that's long term. Like, this is a publicly traded company. Triple H is not majority shareholder, he is not chairman of the board. You get a couple of bad quarters in, and your and your uh board of directors doubt your creative vision, the direction of the company. I don't know that Triple H has any ability to stay in the position that he's in, like Vince McMahon was able to all those years. Um, so that's a different type of honeymoon period, but also something to watch out for, I think, um, depending on how things go business-wise. That's a great question because, you know, Vince being in charge, it was a little like, like, it was going to be hard for anything else to happen, especially since he was a majority shareholder and all of that. Like, and you look at like something like AEW, Tony Khan's not going anywhere. He's he's all the money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I guess WCW sort of was in a similar boat because um, Eric Bischoff was not the end all be all, and it's, eventually they towards the end they replaced him, right? Yes. So you know, I mean, something like that is possible. Yeah, I think he's got a while. And I do think that Paul and Stephanie are going to be the ones to sell that company. But again, you know, we'll see. This is new, new territory, new territory, new territory. All right. Uh, Let's see. Our next email comes from Brandon Banks tournament question. If Triple H was to create his own championship, I know there are already too many belts, but let's say he adds one more to make his mark on the business and created an eight-man tournament to crown the first champion. Which eight current WWE wrestlers would you want in it, and who would be your first-round matchups? There, yeah, there really are too many belts. Says the man who just talked about disputing the championship. Again, I've said you need an undisputed champion, but you also need brand champions because, like you said, you know the people who run USA Network are going to want a champion on their show. I don't think um, it's wrong to have a USA Network champion. AEW does that. TNT, TBS yeah. titles, like that's fine. So one, you know, you have a United States champion. Just add an A, make it the USA title. Right. That's the wrong thing. Uh, I would want it to be, I would want, honestly, 
with the roster as they have it, let's let's get a cruiserweight title or no, a junior heavyweight title. And this is not just because I'm doing a cruiserweight-ish classic on the joy of booking, but Cedric Alexander, Chad Gable, Mustafa Ali, Pete Dunn slash Butch, Drew Gulak, Sammy Zayn, the aforementioned Angel Garza, Ricochet. Like you could have a really good eight or 16 person tournament and actually have a cruiserweight title that means something. Um, so that's what I would like to see. Sounds good. Our next email comes from Mrs. Manson. Let's cuddle. Dear DC and Doc, I feel like it's mid-August somehow, and everyone's starting to get in a funk about summer being over. And what better way to combat those feelings than by then cuddling some baby goats? DC, I texted you and the missus earlier, and now I'm making this invitation public. Let's go hug some baby goats on Sunday. All costs go back to support the farm and care for the animals, which are all raised as pets and not food. I've gone to cuddle piglets and goats at this farm, and 10 out of 10, it's blissful. Highly recommend. Details here. More pictures and farm info here. I was on that farm website earlier today. Go to go, Mrs. M. Uh, Does goat cuddling have the Doc Manson seal of approval? You need to lower some blood pressure? Are you actually asking? My blood pressure is usually pretty good. Well, but, that, that's a, it's a great way to spend an hour lowering your blood pressure. Absolutely. Is it worth $20 a person? That's where uh, going to cuddle some baby goats sounds great. Paying for the privilege of helping to socialize their animals. I'm like, let's put it this way. I've done it before and I'm going again. Okay. But at the same time, I could see somebody having different priorities. I'm not opposed to the money. It was just the question I had. And then, again, I went to the website and Mrs. Manson had texted and said, you know, it goes back to the farm. So that piece, I think, is uh, is fair. So I just I don't we know. have to check our shit. Definitely an animal lover oh. and like cuddling a baby anything is great. Don't get me wrong. Do I wish it was free? Sure. But overall, sure. Eh, there are worse ways to spend money. So if I went and just refused to pay, do you think they would just not let me in? Probably. All right. All right. All right. Well, I did. I cuddled a, you know, 10 month old baby on Monday again, seeing the nephews. That was pretty awesome. That's not the same thing. Uh, Our final email of the day comes from someone we haven't heard from in quite a while. Simon back from his wander about hello. Happy birthday, Mrs. Manson, and many more. I knew you would just, you would sing that. I just knew it. Uh, Welcome back, Simon. I hope we get a longer email from you, but it was good to see you uh, tweet, and it was good to see your email. I can only hope that Jeremy will email next week. Uh, Doc Manson, what is your piece of positivity? What do you got that's good going through your week? Ah, yesterday was Mrs. Manson's birthday. That was a good time. We spent some time down by the shore. I got a lobster roll at a place that's uh, known for lobster rolls. They were delicious. This was on like a it was on a hamburger bun, right? It was. So I was joking that it was really more of a lobster bun. Um, you have to get the next size up to get the 
the hamburger, uh, sorry, to get it to an actual hot dog roll. Um, but I, I feel like at that point it would have been too much lobster. Um, yeah. for like a, uh, we've looked at, we've never been to that place, but we've looked many times and the, it, even the ones on the hamburger bun look hefty. Yeah. I, it was good. It was plenty t- enough to eat. Um, I said, next time we go, we should probably get the next one up though and just split it. Um, mm. but we'll see. But yeah, I was actually surprisingly good. It had a really nice flavor. It's a hot lobster roll. Um, whatever they did to, to flavor the bun or a little bit of butter and whatever spices quite good. Um, maybe how were the fries? Didn't have any fries. It was served oh, just a lobster well, roll. It was served with potato chips, and I don't think I saw French fries on the menu. Um, oh, maybe not. Okay, it was a little thing of coleslaw, and because you know we had driven as far as we did, it was it was quite a drive. Um, I said we hey we came all the way out here. Let's get some damn crab cakes too, and so we had some wow. crab cakes also, and those were also quite tasty. Um, a little soft, but I think that was because. They were a high percentage of crab meat, actually. Um, yeah. And they were, they were tasty. They were quite good. Um, so that was good. And then uh, we did make our way to that aforementioned uh, giant bookstore, mm-hmm. which has three different locations. We'd never been there before. And I, I mean, I think I practically gave myself heat stroke by the time we were done. Yeah, it's not air conditioning. <laughs> we went to uh, one, of the, one of the, I think the second place we went, which is actually the main location. Um, yes. We parked, and it, yesterday was miserable when we were there. It really was. I got back to the car, and you know this car has uh, one of those uh, you know thermometers on it. it. Tells you what the temperature is. We got back in the car after we were done there, and the car said it was 110 degrees. That is the hottest wow. I have ever seen it. Um, yeah. By probably by 10 degrees, it was so ridiculous. We got to the third place, which was the one that I probably would have had the most interest in. And I was just like, I, I think I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, uh, yeah, it was, it was rough. Uh, but from there yeah. we did get in the car. There was air conditioning in the car. We rode on over to the casino. We got out. We got some uh, tasty, we got a tasty cannoli. We got a slice of chocolate cake. Um, mm-hmm. We brought that home. Uh, from the, from the cake boss place? Yeah, from the cake boss place. Their stuff's pretty yeah. good. Pricey, but a little good. Uh, but, but tasty. Um, and the chocolate cake, big old slice, big slice. It was like eight, nine dollars or something like that. But it, it's good. It, it's good. So I, no complaints. Good. There. I'm glad you had a lovely day. A lovely time out. And, um, so that's really the piece of positivity. But also, I will also mention on Sunday, uh, GQ invited himself over and <laughs> we watched Prey on, uh, yes. on Hulu, Disney Plus. And uh, we sat there, we watched that, and uh, it was good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, there was so, I had some complaints, but minor stuff, minor stuff. I thought some of the CGI was bad. All the CGI animals really didn't need to be in the movie at all, would have had no effect in the movie. And clearly the quality of the CGI was um, direct-to-streaming movie, not theatrical movie. So that was, mm-hmm. you know, took me out of it a little bit. But overall, um, the best Predator movie since Predator. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. High praise. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There haven't been that many good Predator movies since the first one. Fair. So, uh, But yeah, Fair. but overall, quite a return to form for that series. That was good. I enjoyed it. Um, the lead, Better than Alien versus Predator. Certainly. 
better than alien better than predator 2 um better than predators um mm. the predators is okay um and i like that there was a time where that was just how you made the sequel it wasn't you know it was just the sadness alien aliens predator predators yeah i didn't see the the predator the most recent film released but it just looked god awful and gq confirms it was in fact god awful so i don't feel bad having not seen it um and the the actress i forget her name who who um played the main character in prey and again i like that title very clever title Predator prey, right? Very clever yeah. sort of play there on the words. Um, and basically all of the actors in the film are essentially not all of them, but almost all of them are Native American. Um right. are you referring to Amber Mid Thunder? Yes. Um, she did a fantastic job. Never seen her anything before, liked her quite a bit. Very convincing, very believable. Um, and yeah, just a very different sort of perspective for those that don't know anything about it. Basically, it takes place. It's a period piece. Takes place in like seventeen, seventeen or something like that. And it's about a Comanche tribe who runs afoul of a predator who has come to Earth. Um, so, taking place long before Arnold Schwarzenegger ran into the predator in the jungles of, uh, yeah. I don't know, Cambodia or Colombia. I don't remember where that movie takes place. Um, but regardless, um, yeah, and you know, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was quite good. So. It was fun. It a quick pace. It didn't overstay its welcome. And it was fun. It was fun. Um, after it was over, uh, Mrs. Manson had never seen any of those films. So we um, we also sat down and watched the first Predator afterwards. And she enjoyed that also. And oh, I don't mean to cut off. I know we're in the middle of our pieces of positivity. Um, but a, a, another email did just come in. Oh, did it? Brent? Yeah, from yes. a work in progress. All right. Last minute email. Subject line is subject. Dear DDT Wrestling Podcast, probably too late for this week's show. Not quite. But next week, I'd like to know if DC and Doc were going to be rappers, what their rap names would be. <laughs> May your day be a rapper's delight. Sincerely, your friend from the farm. Oh, what would my rapper name Probably be? Probably MC Matthews. No. Um, <laughs> so there was a time where uh, playing WWE video games with GQ, he was G-Money, and I was known as D-Change. And so he was G with a dollar sign, and I was then D with a cent sign, which in hindsight is D C, but that was just so. Uh, so maybe I would be D. I I had at summer camp one year an alter ego named Sunkissed, perfect. Who had like an orange fuzzy hat and wore like an orange Hawaiian shirt and did uh, rap, uh, like you know overnight announcements and all of that type of stuff. So maybe I would be sun kissed. Uh, What about you? Ah, I've never aspired to be a rapper. Um, Maybe I would go with Eminem, but like I would have to get the official branding from Mars. (laughs) 
and I wear you like Daft Punk. You just wear the big red Absolutely. suit. Absolutely, who you are. I think I like to wear I the yellow be, suit, but I was going to say I will be your yellow peanut uh, any day. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Manson could be my green. Yes. All right. All right. <laughs> Get ready for that great concert, Sunkissed and Eminem. <laughs> trademark. Not that one though. Uh, thank you for the email. Sorry, Brent, Brent, and yeah, yes, also thank you to Simon and Mrs. Manson and Brandon and Changlon. I, I will go back to it. I got to tell you, um, the idea that we can help uh, a friend get to us, you know, I have heard stories from Glenn Abbott multiple times about going to SummerSlam 92 uh, you know, because he was friends with the British Bulldog, you know, meeting the Undertaker, doing all of that type of stuff. Um, and so the idea that if we can help uh, that friend who has been so supportive to us get to uh, the next big UK pay-per-view, uh, then that is just delightful to me. So honestly, you know, that was something I, I really wanted to have happen, and I'm delighted that it can have happen. Outside of that, uh, I will say for a piece of positivity, um, have I mentioned the Arrow Garden yet? You've mentioned it, but I don't think you've gone into too much detail. Uh, Mrs. Matthews uh, is going to have a little bit of extra time on her hands these next months. And so, uh, you know, she's looking for things and she's always been interested mildly in gardening. And there's a thing called an arrow garden, which is an inside garden that has like a natural sun lamp type thing and allows you to grow things year round. And so she got one and she has been trying it. And I got to tell you, we've got basil. The Brits would say basil, uh, thyme, dill, parsley, maybe another kind of basil. Um, it's just been really fun. I do no work for it, but it's really fun watching it just sort of grow. I actually was able to pick some basil leaves and use it in a pasta dish yesterday, which was very nice. And then we were like, hey, let's try growing cucumbers because the light shines on more than just the base of the garden. So we got a little planter. We had some cucumber seeds. We're now growing cucumbers. We're looking into maybe some tomatoes or some lettuce or something. It's you know, we don't have kids. We don't have pets. We're we're now taking care of something that is technically alive, and that is pretty cool. So I will I will give a piece of positivity to the Arrow Garden because every day I go out and you know one of the first things I do in the morning is walk over and check to see how things are growing, and it's kind of cool. So I'm a fan. All right. So I will go with that. Uh, I have to write down what I think. I'll be your yellow peanut anytime. Uh, uh, We want to thank you for listening to episode 332 of the DDT wrestling experience. I believe that means that our next episode will be three, 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 a third of the way through that podcast will be a third of the way to a thousand. And uh, that will be something to, you know, forget to celebrate. Uh, Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head off into that good night? Yeah, if you'd like to have your thoughts read right in the air, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. 
you can also listen to, of course, to all of our back catalogs, where it is you acquire fine audio programming like this podcast. Just search for DDT Wrestling. And finally, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling. Uh, you know, if you like what you've heard, I, I don't know how you could, but, but if you do, you can, you, you can give just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It does help us keep the lights on. It keeps the podcast train chugging, and, and sometimes it, it, it helps us do good deeds. So, you know, yeah. you know pay, pay That's for it. That's it. That's it. Uh, he is Doc Manson. He is Eminem. At Doc Manson, I am Sunkissed at the DC Matthews. Uh, have yourselves a wonderful, wonderful week. And until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our besties? Gonna get some Welsh rare bit now. <laughs>